Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming our program author, Scott Linney, and he is the author of The Amazing Skin Therein. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available on our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is simply The Author Show. Scott, how are you? Fine, sir. Thank you. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Okay. I'm a lifelong resident of the state of North Carolina, born and raised in the western Piedmont section of the state. Worked for many years in a lot of different areas. Currently, I'm an educator. I work in post-secondary education. Prior to that, I worked in law enforcement for many, many years, including some time spent as a police chief, done some manufacturing, even done a little broadcasting. So, And, of course, I dabble in writing. I kind of wear many hats and done a lot of things and looking forward to seeing what the future holds as an author. So tell us about this book. Okay, this book is actually the third in a series of five. There's been two that's preceded it, but The Amazing Skin They're In is a child's picture book. It is a graphically illustrated book of animals with interesting facts about animals, maybe facts that the ordinary person may not know about any particular animal. It's done in rhyming fashion. The verses rhyme to hook young readers in, to keep them engaged, and it's a very entertaining read. For children that are too young to read, their parents read the books to them. As long as the child is old enough to understand and comprehend vocabulary words and realize that there's animals out there along with humans, even younger children can get a benefit and enjoyment from these books being read to them by their parents. But the books are primarily targeted for beginning readers, early, very early age elementary school readers. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's the target audience here? Besides the the young children that read the books, that can read the books, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, anybody that has young children, grandchildren, nieces and nephews that they want to promote reading to, that's the target audience that we want to gravitate toward with the sales and the marketing of the books. I've had many parents tell me that it's my child's favorite book. I have to read it to them every night. So the books are very well written. The children find them entertaining. Parents seem to enjoy them just as much as the children do. Parents, the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles. And probably, if I'm being honest, my audience is more female than male. Not to say I've never had a male customer probably, but mostly it's the mothers and the aunts and grandmothers that are purchasing the books in larger numbers. So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? The very central message underlying theme is the differences in animals, the things, the unique traits about animals that people don't know. Talking about a book that's going to be coming out soon about eyes, and there's all different traits about certain animal eyes that people may not know. But as far as this book about skin, we talk about hides for cattle. The skin on cattle is referred to as hides. We talk about birds being covered with feathers as opposed to uh, bees. The skin that actually covers bees and certain insects is referred to as exoskeletons. It's not really fur or hair at all. So 
little things about animal skins that they may not know with respect to this third book is the theme. But the theme to all the books is interesting facts about animals that may be unknown to a lot of people. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? The one thing that I think the book shares is going to add value is the educational component of the book. There's a lot of books out there on the market that are similar to what I do, but they're very factual. That's true. My books are factual too, but they're not, I would say, entertaining. The rhymes are what really draws the kids into these books. The colorful illustrations, uh, they're cartoonish. They're not actually pictures taken by a still camera of animals. These are animations done by professional graphic artists and animators that draw these pictures, and, and they might exaggerate them a bit, make them appeal more to this young demographic, but that's a good thing because the children can relate to the bright, vibrant colors, but the textual messages that accompanies those images, those pictures, they're true. They're all true. They've been researched. So the educational element is the main thing that's the central thing that, and the thing I think people would take away from these books. So why did you decide to write these books? I wrote these books primarily to fund my son's college education, who at the time was much younger than he is now. My first book actually came out in 2016, and my only child, my son, is now uh, about to turn 21 years old. But I had a colleague that I spoke with on the phone back around 2015, 2016. She said she self-published a book. She had to market it very heavily, but she made $60,000 off of that book. So that kind of got the entrepreneurial and the creative wheel spinning in my head. I can write a book. I do a lot of writing, a lot of academic, scholarly writing. So I said, I can write some books. If I can make that much money, that'll go a good way towards funding my son's college. So these children's books were written, to be honest, for profit, but I find them enjoyable to write. The research is fun, and the whole process of creating a book from start to finish is a fun process as well. So what kind of legacy do you hope to leave behind as an author? I hope these books become popular and become even more accessed by people. They are sold through commercial means, and I donate them to public libraries when I can for free. I don't charge. I've given away probably as many books donated as I have sold, and I think that's important. But I really want to be associated forever with these books as educational books to help children appreciate reading. I am an educator. I teach in the North Carolina Community College system. I have a master's degree in an education-related field. And even I recall my experiences as a young child in school, I excelled verbally. Mathematics, not really my thing. But verbal skills, I'm pretty good at. And I want to appeal to these children. I want them to appreciate reading and understand and appreciate the power of reading and the power of the vocabulary. And I hope that's a legacy I leave behind as an author, getting them young, I'm getting them engaged in reading, learning to read, and learning to just appreciate the vernacular, the vocabulary. So what's next as far as the amazing series of children's books? Yes, The Amazing Skin They're In is the third book in a series of five. The next book is actually about to be released, The Amazing Eyes book. It'll be a book about various animal eyes and their different traits and qualities. And then after that, there's a book about mouths and jaws. It's called The Amazing Bills, Beaks, Jaws, and Teeth book. And if you notice, that word amazing appears in every title, the branding statement for the series, because animals and what they do are amazing. 
There's going to be two more books, the final books that will conclude the series. One's going to come out probably in the next three to four months. And then there'll be another one that'll come out in the next year or two, the final one. But the Amazing Eyes book is about to be released. And then after these amazing series are done, I may gravitate toward a more older, maybe a teenage audience with some type of book there. So did your environment or upbringing play any major role in your writing? I think so. My experiences in elementary school played a big part. Like I said, I wasn't strong in mathematics or science. But anything verbally, I did well in history. It required writing. It required research. I did well in. My mother used to tutor me with math, but she didn't really have to tutor me with reading that much because I read a lot. I was a good reader. Ironically, though, now as an adult, I don't really read for enjoyment because of the nature of my work. A lot of the reading I do is for learning, acquiring new knowledge. I'm a lifelong learner, so I read all the time. I'm reading scholarly papers. There's papers all scattered around my desk here, articles I've got to read and write up about and stuff. So, But at a young age, I think my experiences in elementary school and middle school did shape my views toward writing. So what can you tell us about this genre and why you decided to write in this genre? They're easy. They're quick. For me, personally, as an author, I think I have a gift for putting things together quickly. I also dabble in things like songwriting. I'm a kind of an aspiring musician. The rhyming stuff kind of comes natural to me, and I can put together phrases and verses very quickly that fit together. And I said, well, I can do this, and animals are very popular in the children's book space, so I'll do something about animals. I have tried to venture away from animals a little bit, but I haven't published anything outside of animals for this age group. The animals are fascinating to kids. I've got nieces and nephews that like animals and insects and they go out hunting for snakes and stuff and turtles and things in the ditch that I want to stay away from. So I came up with these children's books about animals and I incorporated the rhyming into it because that was quick. You know, after find a, a truthful factoid about it, then pair two animals and, and write some rhyming passages about them. But the children's book space I picked because I thought it would be easier for me to break into that space as a writer as opposed to a older fiction or romance or something like that. So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing these books? Authors, even self-published authors like myself, evidently publishing a book is is an amazing feat. A lot of people don't do it. And I'm treated kind of like a celebrity. I mean, I've signed my autograph many times. I can't give a book away without signing it. I have to autograph it. But also just having the title of author is impressive. A lot of people say, I wish I could do that. I've always wanted to do that. And I hear that a lot. I've done it. So that's one thing I enjoy when I do the book signings, the public appearances and meeting the parents and meeting the young kids and signing the books for them. That's a very satisfying feeling as an author. So how would you describe your writing style? It's very free-flowing style. I can be very wordy, even when I write scholarly papers. I'm very wordy, not very technical, which I should be, more technical. But it's a flowery language, and that kind of helps with the rhyming passages I do, too. Very creative with the things that I do. I mentioned songwriting, and that's a very creative process. The songwriting and writing these books is about the same, coming up with words or lyrics that make sense and just fit together. Because when I'm writing these children's books, even though as simple as they are, my editor at the publishing company, 
well, this doesn't work. This doesn't flow right. We've got to rework this. We've got to change this. She's very knowledgeable of the children's book space. So that's how that works. It's just my style is very free-flowing, and I'm a very creative person. The creative side of me makes writing fairly easy, depending on what I'm doing. The screenplays that I'm working on, got to have a imagination. I, I'm left-handed, so I, I got this on my LinkedIn page, actually. I think with the left side of my brain, the creative side, that side of my brain's firing all the time. So I think that helps with my writing in this regard for this genre of children's books especially. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? For, uh, I think it's targeted for three people. First of all, kids who love to read and love to learn. Now, they may not have the money, obviously, to go on Amazon and show down the books unless they have an allowance. But kids who are old enough to read and still appreciate this level of writing, parents who want to encourage their children to learn to read or continue reading and sharpen up on their reading skills, that is another group and perhaps the main group, the parents, the aunts, the grandparents, the people like that who are purchasing the books for their children, their nieces, their nephews, their grandchildren. So those two in particular, and they might be reading to their preschool kids who haven't learned to actually read yet, but these kids are old enough to know that's a dog. They, they recognize a dog. They recognize a cat. They recognize a bird. And the parents can read to them what I've written about dogs and cats and birds in rhyming fashion. So the people, the, the relatives, the older relatives that purchase books for their younger kids and the kids in, say, like third, fourth grade who would enjoy these books can ask their parents to buy them as well. Do you have a website? I do. I have a professionally done website. I believe it's scottlenny.com. That website will direct you to all my social media accounts and my Amazon market page where you can view all of my books. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Scott Linney, and he is the author of The Amazing Skin Therein. Scott, thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. appreciate it. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.